you're tuned into Toby Talks. Episode 30. Let's talk about a real nurse of Bravo. Carrie Duber shares a spotlight about becoming a CRNFA. Did you know that nurses actually can participate in surgery? And I'm not talking about just handing the instruments off to the doctors and, you know, making sure everything is documented. I mean, like, hands-on in participating surgery. Stitching, cutting, removing, like, all of that. I had no idea. And I am so excited to talk about today's topic of becoming a certified registered nurse first assist. Now, you might know my guest as holding one of the Texas stars on The Real Housewives of Dallas, but she holds more than just a star. This woman is a boss. Not only is she going to talk about how to become a CRNFA, she talks about how she is a bomb nurse juggling a full-time practice and doing her thing on the reality show of The Housewives. So let's go ahead and hop into this conversation. Tell me about your journey and how you became a nurse. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I grew up, you know, outside of Dallas area. And I, in high school, I wanted to get a job when I turned 16 because I had a car and I was like, I want to, I want to do something. Both my parents worked and I was like, I'm going to do something. And so I went to my dentist's office and asked for a job. Um, and they gave me one. Yeah, I know. He, he said, he was like, I mean, he, he basically said, you know, that's why I gave you the job. Cause you came in here on your own two feet and said, you know, can I have a job? There you go. And so I learned, yeah, I learned about dentistry and, and learned, you know, I kind of assisted him and that's kind of where my passion came from for, uh, medicine. And I, so then I went to Baylor, um, university because mm-hmm. I wanted, knew I wanted to pursue something in sciences or uh, medicine. And I, uh, was pre-med and then I, I decided to be pre-nursing after organic chemistry and um <laughs> and uh i i just kind of you know That's fell real. into that and and oh god and loved it um and I'm, I'm more of a people person which i think nursing is just better suited for me mm-hmm. um i after graduating from baylor i went to uh, baylor university medical center and did an internship in the operating room there mm-hmm. and then ended up staying at Baylor and did uh, vascular and trauma surgery for several years um, until I had a friend of a friend who had a plastic surgeon that needed an assistant. And I was like, well, that's interesting. You know, I, I actually went back and, and took my chemistry prereqs and was going to go to medical school. I had mm-hmm. wanted, decided that I wanted to pursue a higher degree and then I started working for the plastic surgeon and I decided, you know what, I'm going to get my CRNFA, which is certified registered nurse first assistant. Um, and, and not everybody kind of knows what that is. I, mean, I, I did a lot of research and there were, there was another one at, at our, at Baylor. And, you know, I, I thought it was really cool because you get to operate, you know, obviously in tandem with a surgeon, but you know, you have a lot of autonomy. And uh, so that's what I went and did. I went to UCLA and got my CRNFA and, um, you know, uh, just been operating ever since. Wow. And I love it. Yeah. 
You're I absolutely right, because I had no idea what a CRNFA was. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, people always think <laughs> I'm saying like CRNA, like they always think I do yeah. anesthesia. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, so it's kind of like that, but you're, you're operating. So you're on the other side of the, the curtain, so to speak. Um, so uh, yeah, I did a lot of, I actually ended up working for Dr. Duber, for my husband, Mark, um, for Dr. Duber, um, about, I guess, 12 years ago or 13 years ago now, Mm -hmm. because he was really into doing a lot of microvascular surgery. And, you know, when you do that, you need two surgeons or a surgeon and a first assist. And Mm. so that, you know, I knew I could be valuable in that regard. And so we did a ton of micro together. Um, which was was a lot of fun. I, I always loved doing that. I mean, it's te- you know technical and and tough, but I but I loved it. I happened to talk to a female out here who um, had called me up and was wondering, like, what can I do as a nurse? I really want to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. I love surgery, but yeah. I don't really want to be there so long. Does nurses do surgery? And yeah. I literally didn't even know nurses do surgery. I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. you can kind of help in the OR, but I don't really know that you can really, like, you know, yeah. she wanted to do, like, sewing and, you know, really get involved. Yeah, in the whole... and that's what I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I sew and, and, you know, you cut, carterize, sew. So there, you know, you have to work with in your, your qualifications or your, you know, your certification, but it, you have a lot of autonomy. Wow. So kind of walk me through that as a first assist. So what were you doing already in the OR before you went to get your certification? um, So I was, uh, I circulated a lot of, um, you know, pretty high level cases, uh, circulating and scrubbing. So I would do, you know, just your regular RN um, jobs mm-hmm. and in the operating room. And then I got my CNOR, which is a certification, so certified operating room nurse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that. And then I'm trying to think of all the letters after my, I get confused. I thought, okay, I, I know, have a there's so many abbreviations. I, I know. I, I know. I like, have a, what do I have? I think there's like 13 letters after my name. I think I have a BSN, an RN, CNOR, and then CRNSA. So Basically, to get your CRNFA, people always ask me, how do you do that? So you, you need two years of operating room experience, then you can get your CNOR, okay. and then you can go to school for your CRNFA. I chose to do it at UCLA because it gave you master's credit. So if I you know, want to go back and get my master's, which I'm, I'm actually considering doing my FMP or my DMP right now, but mm-hmm. I haven't decided yet. But um, you get that done and then you get your RNFA from that course, from that year long uh, course. You, then mm. you have to get 2,000 2, operating hours with a mm-hmm. preceptor and then you can sit for your CRNFA. Okay. So since you actually started off as a regular nurse, BSN, mm-hmm. RN, and then mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. worked in the OR room for two years, mm-hmm. and that's how you got your certification, which a lot of the specialties, which yeah. is about two years, well, you sit down and be certified. Yeah, I did two years. Yeah, two years in the OR. And then I ended up working for that other um, doctor for you know many more years, too. I think okay. I had like probably four or five years before I went back to school okay. uh, to get my CRNFA. So as a, let's just say I am a high school student or I'm a new grad and I have mm-hmm. no idea what actually goes on in the OR. So as an yeah. OR nurse, what were the kind of tasks and things that you actually did? Um, and then we can kind of okay. talk about how the CR, CRNFA, how that was a changing of the role as well. So what was the kind okay. of, you know, your workload yeah. or what did you do as an OR nurse? Um, so 
basically you either, there's two roles in the operating room. So as an RN, you can circulate or you can scrub. So if you're scrubbing a case, you basically get the back table ready, which is like where all the instruments are. You make sure you have everything, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, um, load suture, pass instruments, um, you know, get everything that the surgeon needs, mm-hmm. you know, passing him, passing him or her, everything that, that they need. Almost and like that nurse on Grey's Anatomy, that old age nurse that's always there passing the right? instruments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're, and you know, you get, you get yelled at sometimes and, you know, more than probably anyone. Um, mm. And then the circulating, circulating nurse, <laughs> you uh, bring the, you know, you interview the patient preoperatively, you bring them into the, you know, you meet with their family, you bring them into the room you uh, prep them. So, you know, clean them off the soap and get them positioned mm-hmm. um, along with the anesthesia provider. And then, you know, you help the scrub drape everything, you plug in all the equipment, mm-hmm. and then you do all the documentation and you basically run your tail off. If you, you know, if it's a trauma or something like that, you're running, you're getting blood, you're, um, you know, getting anything the anesthesia might need and Mm -hmm. just what the surgeon needs to and what your scrub is asking for. So, you know, you're giving saline, you're getting, you know, betadine, you're getting medication, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever is needed um, in the room. And you you basically run the room. You call the family during, during surgery and, you know, check in with them if it's a long surgery, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So you're basically in charge of of kind of the room. And that's as when you're scrubbing in. That's as a circulating nurse. Oh, that's if you're circulating. So that's if you're a, scrubbing, yeah, it's circulating. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So scrubbing, scrubbing, you're you're dealing with the instruments. Circulating, you're dealing with the room, the patient, and 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 documenting. Awesome. And I, funny enough, mm-hmm. I was a um, pre-op and post-op nurse, but I never did okay. the peri-op, so I never really knew okay. like what really goes on inside there. So that yeah, experience for, yeah. is what kind of helped you now go and do your certification. So what would, what did you get to do more differently from an OR nurse to a CRNF, CR? NFA. NFA. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's weird, right? Um, yeah. So basically you, you don't, so you still have a circulating nurse and a scrub nurse in the room, and then you'll have a surgeon and um, me and, you know, an, anesthesi- an anesthesiologist obviously, yeah. or, or nurse anesthetist. Um, and I would assist the surgeon. So I would stand across the table from, from him or her and, um, so, or, you know, sometimes they would start on one side, say it's like a bilateral case where you're doing bilateral breast reduction, say mm-hmm. that, um, the doctor would start on their side. They would, you know, I would help hold things, you know, the way that they need, mm-hmm. um, to facilitate, you know, the surgery. And then maybe when they're done dissecting and kind of close things up, then we switch sides and I finish closing, you know, all the incisions. And they start the other side and then we're done with that. Then I go over and finish. So you you basically, you kind of see like sometimes in teaching institutions, you see residents who are doing that. And I Mm -hmm. kind of do, I'm kind of like a lifelong resident. Um, (laughs) So, you know, because you kind of do, you do some of the surgery, but, but not all of it. But I mean, I used to do mastectomies and I, you know, I would do one side and, and the mastectomy surgeon would do the other when they're bilateral. So it, it kind of depends on how much they, you know, the surgeon trusts you and how much, mm-hmm. you know, you know how to do. But generally the surgeon dissects and you can cut and, and coagulate. So you can use a Bobi, which is the, the electric artery device. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, you can cut, you know, certain things and then you can sew. 
So you get more hands on in the surgery. You lot. actually get to be yeah. involved in it. Wow. Right. Like the scrub nurse is handing both of us instruments. It's a little harder on them when there's two of us because then, but, but usually there's generally, you know, most big institutions, there's usually you know, a resident or something. Mm-hmm. Did you get to use your OR hours to apply for your CRNFA? Um, so for my, to get to go to RNFA school, mm-hmm. I used my operating room hours. Yes. I had to have, you know, get that certification. But then once I got my RNFA and I was about, you know, getting ready to sit for my CRNFA, when you have to get the 2000 hours, mm-hmm. I used my job. So I was first assisting really already. Mm-hmm. Um, not as, not doing as much, obviously kind of more superficial, um, helping, but, I used my job basically to get all of my hours and got the 2000 hours and then, and then took the test. That's smart. So how it, was the program? <clears throat> no, go ahead. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a really good program. The, the, the thing about it is you, you actually learn, you can learn every specialty. So it's not like you just take a, a test for CRNFA and plastics. It's, it's everything. So it, oh. it's a, it is a tough test. It is, it was not, it was not easy. Um, I, I had to study quite a bit for that. Um, so, cause I can first assist in any specialty in the operating room. But sometimes I do general surgery. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do plastics. Like you can do everything. Wow. So since it's just a certification, you said you had to, mm-hmm. it was about a year long. So was that in class online yeah. and what was it, what was like the actual program like? So all the programs are, are kind of different. I, I did the one, like I said, that was university-based. Um, and so I flew out to California, and um, I think I flew out like maybe three or four times throughout the year and stayed for a week each time or something like that, doing like the, the course, um, you know, in classroom. And then I did the rest of it online and in Dallas with, you know, my surgeon as a preceptor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and that was just I kind of I flew back and forth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was it about a year? It took me about a year. Like, and okay. some people it would take longer, but I think you're supposed to get it done within a year. I think that there was like a, I think that's what they said. And I, I got mine done way, you know, within the year because I was operating so much anyhow. That's really really cool. But and before you go to school, you should have a preceptor. That's that's the thing because I think a lot of people who went into that program didn't already have a preceptor lined up and that's that's hard to do because you have to get hospital privileges and you know that takes time so for the for anyone out there who is like potentially looking to go and you know get their crnfa they already in the or Mm -hmm. how do they go about even getting a preceptor because i even hear for like you know nurse practitioners that are in p school they're Mm -hmm. having difficulties finding someone to shadow so i know well i mean technically you had someone set up but like what were were there any other people you know that were in the program with you like what did they do to get a preceptor I mean, I, I don't know. I think some of them had a tough time. I mean, I was lucky in that I already had a job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I already had a job helping out, you know, helping a, a surgeon, basically assisting a surgeon. I just, you know, it kind of was chicken, you know, before the egg kind of thing. Yeah, which but, seems to be smart, um, though. That seems to be the smart yeah. route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I already had hospital privileges. I already had everything lined up uh, because it was a long time ago. It was before you had to like, you know, have all of the qualifications and, you know, all of that uh, mm-hmm. before getting hospital privileges. But now, I mean, I would say, you know, just see 
go to a, I think, you know, a big hospital that has a lot of surgeons. And I mean, you'll find somebody who's going to need help and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's all about kind of who, you know, and if you're already in the nursing world, you know, if you work on a floor or whatever, you know, you can just talk to, talk to some doctors and see, you know, if they need help. Start doing um, your networking inside yeah. the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I just want to hear from your perspective, like, what were the differences or what do you enjoy more about being a CRNFA versus just being an OR nurse? Is it the time, the schedule, the, the pay? Like, is there a huge pay difference when you got your certification? Like what were some of the differences between those two? Yeah. I mean, for, for me back, back in the day, um, it was a huge pay difference because I, I, you still can, you still bill insurance companies for what you do. So just like a surgeon, a PA, a nurse practitioner, you bill insurance companies. So, so you get paid by insurance companies, which, you know, is, is generally more now Mm -hmm. they've kind of changed some of the laws without, I mean, just I mean, some of the payouts with that. And I think, you know, surgeons even, you know, don't get paid as much anymore mm-hmm. with uh, insurance companies. So that's, you know, I, I still think you would probably get paid more, but you have to work a lot of hours. You know, you're, you're doing a lot of surgery and, and working quite a bit. You're not working like a seven to seven shift. You know, you're usually working what your surgeon's working. So it just kind of depends on them. Okay. Um, but I, but I did like it better in that I had more autonomy and I got to pick the surgeons that I work with. You know, when you're in the hospital in the operating room, they just throw you in a room and, mm-hmm. you know, good luck. You might be with the biggest, you know, jerk in the room you on the know. planet. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, great. My day is going to suck. You know, once, once right. I have a job where I'm like, I get to pick who I work with. Um, you know, for me, that's a lot better just personality wise. And do you get to pick your, um, how much you, is it, since you get to work with the surgeon, you get to pick how much you charge or is there a certain set standard price depending on your surgery? I mean, I think generally first assist probably bill surgeons probably on the low end 50 an hour on the high end a hundred. Um, if they're not getting paid by insurance, if they're not getting reimbursed, Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get an hourly. Yeah. But I mean, I was salary. So I, I was salary with, with Dr. Duber and with Dr. Lester. And then I build insurance on top. Oh, girl, you bring it in back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real good, girl. Come on. (laughs) I mean, and, and part of it is that, you know, you gotta be really good at what you do. You know, I mean, I, I made it to where those guys couldn't live without me. And, and I had another breast surgeon that she, you know, she loved working with me too. And, and so, you know, you're, they don't want to go to work and do all the work without you either. Cause they get, they get to where they, they need you. And it's a lot easier on them. You are a lot of work. quality CRF, yeah. you know, that yeah. was quality. Yeah. They wanted someone who knew their stuff and was good to work with. And that's, a yeah, cause I think it's, it's hard to find. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's hard to find somebody that you click with and that knows what they're doing and is really good. And you can trust, you know, with, with, with what they're, with what, you know, with a patient of yours, you know, that's a big liability. That is so true. So now I kind of want to turn the tables a little bit because, you know, you're not just only, you know, an, an RNFA, you are a yeah. businesswoman, you are running yeah. a practice. So I how, am, it's, how it's new. That, 
That is amazing. I can operate standing on my head, but then running a business, I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Look, I (laughs) had the honor of getting to see your your plastic surgery and laser center, and it is gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's really motivating because, you know, hearing that, you know, you're an RN, you have these certifications, Mm -hmm. and you're also Mm -hmm. a businesswoman. So how... How did all that play a role into how did you, how were you able to open, you know, your laser center and be like, you know, the full, the nurse that's fully in charge of all the injectables and elective surgeries and stuff like that. How did that come about? Um, You know, it just kind of, I just kind of evolved, just kind of happened. I mean, I, I would probably say that some of it was probably from housewives because I kind of had to take a step back from operating quite so much and I needed to find something that I could do more on on my schedule and, mm-hmm. and with also with having kids, you know, I, it's hard and, and I want to be home at night. You know, I don't want to yeah. be at work. I, I want to be home with my family. Like that's the most important thing to me. And so I actually have a laser tech, Paul, our, our amazing um, laser technician, he walked in our office with a resume and uh, we didn't have a laser, you know, and he said, I'd love to work for you guys. And I was like, Okay. And I, you know, I, I looked into it and he's fantastic. And, and I was like, this is it. And I really just bit the bullet and was like, we're going to do this and open, bought a million dollars of lasers. You know, luckily my, my husband, you know, can financially support that and also do mm-hmm. the books. Cause he was an investment banker, um, prior to being a physician, which wow. is just amazing. Girl, it's you got all the good, good chips in one bag. Oh, Come on. <laughs> yes, Cause he can, he can like do a spreadsheet and I'm like sitting there going, what? They didn't teach you know, like that's not school. my thing. <laughs> oh God. I hate math. And so he, you know, he does the, the, the finance aspect of it, mm-hmm. but I do all the, the managerial role and, you know, ordering, making sure everything's there. Um, and then I still, you know, I inject two days a week. So I have my own, um, patients mm-hmm. and then I've got, um, I think there's, let's see, four nurse injectors at this point, two, two laser technicians, uh, in the practice now. So we're, we're, and we're growing. I mean, it, it, to be honest, I think it's, probably 10 times the amount of what I, what I thought it was going to be. Wow. And all yeah. you had the balls to just start. To just, yeah. Just that that was it. the main thing is really just having the balls to do it. Like just being like, you know what, I can do this. You know, I, I, I know I can do this. And, um, you know, I would have to thank, thank my husband for also, you know, being a really strong, mm-hmm. strong, smart businessman. Um, because not a lot of doctors are. You, we will find that I doctors know. are terrible at mm-hmm. business um, as a whole. And he's fantastic. So that was a big help. I appreciate the fact that you're even sharing, you know, this aspect of it, because, you know, there's a lot of nurses out there that there's this perception that either need to be in the hospital care setting for like 50 plus years or, you know, have a DNP or, you know, a a higher credential to actually just do an entrepreneurial spirit of owning your business and something that you're really good at. And you've been blessed to be so good at what you do that you've established, you know, a whole laser center on top of that. And that's like, yeah, you know, being a woman, being a nurse, being a mother, being a businesswoman, you know, you're being able to Mm -hmm. handle all this. And on top of this, you are a reality celebrity. You're on TV. So how do you, 
all of this roles as as all your different titles? It's a, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's a lot. I but I, you know, I'm just one of those those people. I love what I do, and I'm a very ambitious person, and I I can't idle hands. You know, I I, I can't sit still. So I'm I'm always just going. Um, I enjoy working. The, the reality TV uh, aspect of my life has been very interesting. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned mm. a lot about people, um, which probably helps manage people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, you can take those that subset of skills and, and use it throughout your life. And um, so it, it's it's been it's been interesting, but it's a lot to juggle. You mm-hmm. know, it's a lot to juggle. Uh, but my business is really, you know, my family, and my business are, are number one for sure. And that's, that's awesome. And I'm glad that you're even saying that because sometimes, you know, when you do get to see someone's life from the TV, you expect it to yeah. be like, oh, everything is just so perfect. It's so glamorous. But behind the scenes, yeah, I mean, in all these various roles, especially running your own, you know, your own practice. Oh, girl, I'm sitting here in my sweatpants <laughs> and my sweatshirt and like, <laughs> I'm so, you know, I'm probably like, I'm just like the most chill, like down to earth, like person. And so, I mean, I feel like the housewife thing is cool and like, entertaining and you know it's been very interesting mm-hmm. um but I feel like I'm very different than especially my other castmates and so forth just because I I do own a business I am constantly going I am juggling a lot and did Bravo give you the opportunity to be able to showcase that business aspect of you um because I know back way back when the reality housewives Mm -hmm. franchise started it was more focused on just being a housewife and clearly in this generation and movement that we're in we're not just housewives so you know were they able to give you this platform to also speak about the businesses that you do and like because obviously that's how i knew about you (laughs) clearly you've been able to showcase that yeah i mean i think bravo bravo does a good job of just you know following you in your life and what's going on with you so you know they knew that's what was going on with me and and that my career is really important to me and that's Mm -hmm. something that for me is really important to highlight because i don't think you see that a lot on all these shows you Mm -hmm. know you see you know, all the different housewifey, you know, type um, businesses, which are great and, and entertaining and, and I think pretty cool. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't go that route. I just built out my practice, which is what I, I really, really was my goal. Um, and I just stuck with it, you know, and, and, and did it. Cause you know, I could have like developed pink Botox or something, you know, some kind of, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just something some random. Of, right. You do have I an mean, amazing skincare line. So let's not yes, even like yes, I do. not play that's that right. out. <laughs> that's right. Yes. I do have amazing skincare line. I mean, that's what that's, and that's really what, so I would say, you know, at first you kind of look at those businesses and you're like, Oh, it's, you know, all silly. But I mean, I'm very proud of the business that I've built and I feel like part of it is because of the show gave me the, the, the platform to Mm -hmm. feel comfortable. And like you said, the balls to do it. And, you know, now I have what exactly what I wanted, which is a place where I know that people can come and, you know, in medicine, you find people, especially with cosmetic stuff, they don't know where to go and they'll go somewhere, you know, from Groupon or something and Mm -hmm. get jacked up. You know, I want people to be able to come to our place and know they're going to get amazing care 
in any aspect. So, you know, whether that be laser, whether that be injectables, whether it be surgery, whether it be skincare, like we have everything there and it's all people that I trust implicitly. Mm -hmm. And that for me to be able to have that and offer that, because it really, it, it, nothing pisses me off more than somebody getting bad care somewhere. And then we have to fix it. And, you know, then they're in, you know, having to pay a bunch of money for it. You know, I mean, like I, the most important thing for me is, is quality, you know, quality. That's why I went into be, that's why I went into becoming a quality improvement nurse, because that to me Mm -hmm. was the biggest deal. Like people are out there getting their healthcare, but they're just, no one should get like a McDonald's service healthcare. Like your healthcare should be five star, no matter anywhere you go. Absolutely. They should be in even Marcus, no matter what. No matter what. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's just so important. It is. It is. And a lot of times And out for the there, lay person, they don't know that. Yes. You know, and that's that's what's frustrating to yes. me about about, you know, some of the, the climate, especially in, in the plastic surgery world. It's that that's frustrating to me. Because it's not fair, you know? It's just and not I think fair. because people, you know, they automatically trust the credentials. They automatically trust Mm -hmm. the position that, okay, I'm coming to this position. I'm coming to get this care that I'm going to get the same standard care that I'm seeing everyone else have, but it's not true. Um, And and that's the sad part. You know, you really have to do your research. You really have to see the the actual um, practice for itself and see the kind of ratings they have. And, you know, those things really mean a lot. Um, So how do you go about making sure that you your practice has that quality standard, you know, with your, um, you have a lot of different roles there. You have nurses that are giving injections, mm-hmm. you have your frontline mm-hmm. staff and the, um, that are, you know, checking in patients and then you have your surgeons. So how right. do you balance all that and make sure that you're giving that quality care, that patients are getting that satisfaction when they're coming in, you know, to give up their most vulnerable thing about them, which is their body, their physical appearance. Right. I mean, you know, for me, it's all about hiring the right people and Mm. and just, you know, not just credentials, like you said, but knowing, you know, knowing a lot about them before they come to our practice, you know, doing my research on, on them and, and making sure that they're top notch, Mm. you know, and, and have a lot of experience. You know, I, I think that it's important for somebody to have, you know, you learn so much every day in medicine and, um, you know, I want to make sure that they have have a, a good good background. That's so important. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. so important. So I kind of want to switch gears a little bit because mm-hmm. I just want to get from your perspective your perspective on just being in this field. And it sounds like it's amazing, but you mm-hmm. know, in the reality, everything that you know glitters is not gold. So, are there any aspects of being a RNFA that were challenging, um, even you know, prior to opening your practice or prior to even getting um, you know certified? Was there any aspects that were challenging or that you felt like this was a good lesson I learned and I wish I shared this, or someone would have told me about it when I was in this? role? Yeah, I mean, probably early on in my practice, the the most challenging thing as a first assistant would be just, you know, it's nerve wracking operating on people. I mean, Mm. you you know, you you, got to really, again, have balls and, (laughs) you know, be able to be like, okay, I can do this and and have the confidence, I guess. Um, And, you know, later in my practice, gosh, probably just for now, I mean, now with RNFA, I mean, I don't do as much with that. I, mm-hmm. I'm more in the managerial role, and I would say just managing people is, is a lot harder than I think I ever realized. You know, when you had like the 
crotchety nurse manager, you know, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, what's the hardest so, part of that managing aspect? Cause I hear that a lot and I've seen it. I mean, I've had to yeah. manage staff too. And it was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Just managing personalities and egos, mm. you know, that's, that's yeah. a big thing, you know, because everybody, I think anybody who's good in medicine has a pretty big ego. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I mean, and, uh, I mean, and, and so we're all really good. That's that's what I'll say. Okay. And then when you challenge Uh, my goodness, I got a problem. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's stuff like that, but, but in the end it all works out and, you know, it's all been, been positive. It's just that, that initial fear, you know, I think fear of the unknown fear of, 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 not, of screwing up, you know, <laughs> something that you haven't, don't have experience in. Yeah. I mean, that's a good perspective. Yeah. That's a really good perspective. I didn't yeah. think of it yeah. as, you know, I thought the, and that's true. I mean, a lot of people say that too, like um, they have this perception that once you move from the bedside and you go into administration, oh, you know, the bedside nurses are envying the nurses that are in administration because they think it's so easy and you're living a better life versus there. And it's like, uh, nope, every, yeah. every I mean, grass they, has its own version of green. Okay. <laughs> Right. I mean, I just, you know, managing people can be, you know, just as annoying as emptying bedpans. <laughs> Hello? But at least I a mean, bedpan don't talk back. So you can empty it. Yeah, and that's, true. Your that's exactly right. I mean, <laughs> inanimate objects are sometimes a lot easier. Um, so, you know, or being thrown up on, you know, right. Uh, it's sometimes easier than being yelled at. So, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. always, it's always something. That's so true. And it's always having to understand mm-hmm. that perspective. Um, so as mm-hmm. we kind of wrap up the um, show today, I actually want to get you to just share with your own like inspiration or your own encouragement to those who are actually, you know, first time hearing about, you know, a certified registered nurse first assist mm-hmm. um, who are probably scared or they're getting burnt out and they don't know like what mm-hmm. area in nursing they want to do. What encouragement right. would you just give nurses out there, period? Those that are getting into nursing school, those who are actually getting into the bedside and those who are actually about to start this journey of a CRNFA, like what advice would you give them to keep going and not give up? I mean, for me, I feel like everything in life is kind of you know, you've got to, it's what you put, what you, you put your mind to and, and, you know, it's a hustle and just, just keep at it. I mean, you, you'll get there and, and whatever you want to do, just put your mind to it and, and you can do it. You can accomplish the goal. Just have faith in it and have the confidence to, you know, branch out and, and do what you want and, and be the person that, you know, you can be and, and, push for it you know if, if you want to go to school go to school you know if you can't do it full-time start slow or you know find where you want to be and don't settle with something that you're not happy with i hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode there were so many gems dropped but let's be honest who got time to replay pause and write down all that information shared shoo i know i don't but don't worry i got you Download Toby Talks app on Google Play for nursing resources, definitions, and so much more that were mentioned on today's episode. Toby Talk app features show notes that timelines the conversation and lets you click directly to the resource or definition. And it even lets you bookmark the gem for later. Listen, we're too busy learning how to save lives or even saving lives as nurses to deal with a replay button. Toby Talk app is your one-stop shop for podcast episodes and show notes. 
For more on Toby Talks, like the blogs and videos, go to my website at www.tobytodge.com. And you know I love to hear from you guys, so feel free to slide into my DMs on IG or Facebook and hit me up through email. That's tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Again, that's tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Till next time, I'll be talking to you soon.